24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we are Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Hey, mate, yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Uh, looking forward to, to um, Sunday against Leeds. It's, it's exciting. It's Leeds is one of them games I always look forward to on the, the fixture list, and uh, yeah, it feels a bit like a, a cup final on, on Sunday, but no, really excited for that, and it can't come soon enough, mate. Yeah, also on the show, after his heroics last week, giving us his uh, Salford best 17, we've got Paul Parking back on the show, right, Parky? Evening, Robert. Evening, Paul. How's your week been, mate? You had a good week? Yeah, yeah, it's always a lot easier, isn't it, following a win. We're all uh, we're all smiles and giggles. Uh, top of the league, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really get any better, does it? So, yeah, it makes, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, we've got loads going on this week's show. We're going to review the, the London win. We've got interviews with Daryl Olferts and Josh Jones. We've got all the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. We've got Paul Whiteside's amateur report. And then we're going to preview the game against Leeds Rhinos on Sunday. So what we'll do, we'll start off uh, with a win against London last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, so for Devils, victorious, Paul, against London, top of the league, smashing. Yes, league best defence and best attack as well, Rob. Yeah, it was a, it was a good result against London, especially with the adversity the team had in the week. That I don't think none of us knew about that till after the game. They'd all been struggling with bouts of flu and this, that, and the other. So the energy levels were down. But to nil any Super League side, I think so. A, re- a really mean feat, really, isn't it? And especially the way London went in that first game against Wakefield, it was, you know, I, I thought London showed glimpses in that game. You know, they, they had pace out wide, and you know, they, they, they threatened a few times, didn't they? And I thought they defended particularly well, especially in the first half. So uh, they're no mugs, them, and to, to beat them twenty four nil was a, a very professional uh, performance. I thought. Yeah, it was a, it was a difficult game, Parky, for Salford, obviously, because the fans kind of expected a win. But like Paul said. You know, London are a tough side and, you know, to nil them at home, great result for us. Yeah, very much so. I think I think I mentioned last week when we were reviewing the, the, the game, or previewing it, sorry, um, that we'd, we'd have to be patient against them. I thought they'd make us work for it and they did, certainly in the first half. I mean, you know, it's 6-0 at half-time you turn him round and, you know, the game, We no matter, I, I mean, I, I thought we, we probably still dominated most of it, but he's not, you know, there's only six points on the board and anything can happen. Um but I just thought, yeah, definitely in the second half, I think we we just shown that little bit of class that we've got in, in certain areas and, and overpowered them. We made them do a lot of work and they were going to break eventually. Um, they, they they didn't have enough ball. But like Paul said, you know, I've got to give them credit. They were, they were probably, you know, more organised than I expected. Um, they, you know, so they were tough to break down. Um, maybe we didn't take all our chances as well as we should, but... Uh, no, London, London are a decent side. They just, you know, obviously you've got to fear from as the season goes on with, with injuries and such. But they're their best 17. You know, it's a decent side, that. And uh, they, they made us work for it. And, and the boys stuck at what they had to do. And as I said, yeah. they had to be patient. And, and we got over the line. Yeah, first to back-to-back victories, uh, Paul, since 2014 to the start of the Super League season. You know, that shows we've got something going here. Yeah, I think it does, Rob. Um, it's a good start. I mean, I've heard a few people say, well, you played two, two with a weaker team. But I, I don't think you can read, read anything into that. London, I think, are going to take some beating this season on their own patch. I think when you play them down there on the Trailfinder Stadium, on that pitch they've got there, they're probably going to win a few games down there. I think that'll be a real sort of banana skin game to go there. Obviously, away from home, they've got, I think they've got Hulk Air uh, this, this coming weekend away from home. That'll be a, a big test for them to see how they go there. How are they going to back up now after being nilled? You know, if, if they go there and turn them over, then, you know, 
it just show how, how well we played against them. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was a good result, Robin. It's a, it's a good start. Now, obviously, we've got Leeds coming up this weekend. That's going to be, be a big test to see where we're at that one this 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 weekend. Yeah, Parky, I think we scored at the right times as well, uh, just after half-time with a bit of a killer. Uh, but that's what top teams do. They come up with the plays when they need it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've, I mean, we've had to, we had to build quite a lot of pressure to, to get on top, uh, and we did, and I think at half time, you know, the boys have all sat down with Watto, and he's he's basically just said, look, you know, just keep doing what we're doing, and and we, you know, we'll break them down, and we did, um, and and to like you say, to keep a team at nil, any Super League team, that is that is massive. I don't care, not how many times this season will will a team be kept in nil? It, you know, it might it might happen to two or three in a season. It's a it's a massive massive thing, um, and again, I mentioned it last week about the Huddersfield game and the effort in defence and the organisation. That, for me, is going to be key for us this year. If we can keep defending like that, we're going to be in a lot of games. And, you know, we have got them kind of players that will, you know, as I've said, we can score tries. And with, with Jacko and, and Louis in the middle, we're going to create a lot. And, uh, yeah, I was just really proud of the defence again. Yeah, we were scratching our heads, weren't we, Paul, after the game when the last time we'd nil the side. Did you get your book out and did you find out what it was? Yeah, I was disappointed in myself. I kept thinking I couldn't get that five-two game out of me in, in two thousand seven, but it was that season we nil uh, Catalan Dragons because we nil Catalan twice at home. Um, they didn't score a point against us in the first two seasons they played us. So I think it was sixteen nil in two thousand six, and then we played them at home the year after and beat them ten nil. Um, I think the year after that we was relegated, anyway, so we didn't play them again until two thousand nine. So yeah, it was two thousand seven the last time we. We nilled the top flight team, and the last time we nilled anybody was Batley in 2008. Yeah, yeah. I think we also nilled London Broncos when they were Harlequins as well. I think I've, I've seen that. We did. Way. I think that was. I think that was the year before. But we, we nilled Wakefield as well, 37 nil. I remember Fitzy. I think he scored a trick, and we tore him apart Friday night. The Willows. Remember that one? I think it was on Sky that one. Uh, so there was a few, but we we've been nilled 14 times in Super League, surprisingly. And uh, quite a few of them have been at home as well, and quite quite big hidings. And you can add to that the fifty-two-one as well against uh, Bradford. <laughs> so uh, we've had we've had some hammerings. Who, who stood out for you the, the most, Parker? Um, I, I think Josh Jones again. Uh, he was my man of the match at Leeds, and again on on uh, Sunday. The, uh, sorry, at Huddersfield, and the work rate he, he gets to is is phenomenal. Um, and he you know he, he got a try as well. I think he richly deserved. Um. I think I think Jackson Ace things just control everything for us. Every every play went through him. Um, he, he just he's just got that X factor, hasn't he? Completely different class at times. And I've got to give a, a mention to um, to Darren Olfurt, who I was yeah, I was probably overcritical at two at times last year. And in the first two games of this season, he's really stood up and he's he looks safe defensively. He seems a lot more switched on. You know, he shows a little bit, a little bit more with the ball in hand. I thought he really, really had a good game. Uh, in a, you know, in a tough game, in a tight game where we didn't score that many points. So you know, you'd expect your wingers to maybe fade a little bit. But uh, he stood out a bit. But I've got to say, I think Josh Jones was, well, for me, was was literally leader of the pack. Yeah, talking about Darrell Oates and Josh Jones, I spoke to him after the London win, and this is what he has to say. So I'm joined by Daryl Olfurts. Good win, that. Yeah, and it's Darrell. I'll, I'll just correct you oh, there. Sorry, sorry. It's all right, mate. Yeah, mate. Outstanding. Two from two. Um, kept him to no points. Just just did everything we needed to do there. Yeah, obviously, tough game against London Broncos. You know, but we showed plenty of heart there. Yeah, the first half it was. We're just um, the first half, one of the toughest first half I've played in in a long time. Could have gone either way only. I think there were six points in it. And, and we just dug deep, stuck to our systems and came out on top in the second half, just pulled my way, so everyone's happy, just going ready to go again against Leeds here. Obviously you've settled in now, you've obviously got a starting berth now, you see yourself developing more and more? Yeah, just developing every game, just just learning as much as I can and listening to the coaches what to tell me to do, and that's all I can do, and making sure I play well. Uh, because there's other people behind me wanting to play as well, so I've just got to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you're surrounded by quality players like the Nair Levels, Jackson, Hastings, you know, they're feeding you experience and you're taking it all in. Yeah, that's it, just 
got Rob Louie on my side, just keep talking to me every game, telling me what I need to do. Just play with confidence and stay focused. That's what I need to keep doing. Yeah, Leeds next week. Big game for Salford. We're two from two. Can we go three from three? That's the plan. That's the plan. Especially at home. Um, we'll be definitely up for it. Um, we'll go away. We'll go away. Have a bit of rest and then we'll review them and get ready for them this Sunday. Cheers. Big thank you to us in the devil of the detail. So I'm joined by Josh Jones. Good win that. Yeah, it was, mate. It was. Um, obviously... London uh, proved last week how much of a good team they are and we knew we had to be switched on obviously after what happened to us last year in the uh, in the eights. Um, it started well obviously, it was six and a half time, so um, to get to get the win, big win for us. Yeah, certainly a bit of an arm wrestle, you know, lots of shots going in, you got a bit of a bruise on your hand there, hopefully all right for next week. Yeah, mate, yeah, I'm all good, um, it was a physical game, they were a good team, obviously everyone's underestimated them a little bit because they just come up from championship, but we, we knew it would be a tough game today and that has improved with the uh, scoreline. Yeah, obviously going forward, show a lot of the menace, you and Jackson Aces linking up, you enjoy that, don't you? Yeah, it's good fun, mate. Yeah, he's a good lad. Um, I like him a lot. I do like him a lot. He's, he's a good bloke. Um, hopefully now we can kick on to, to Leeds and get another two points. Yeah, Leeds next week. Not showing a lot Leeds at the moment. Possibility we could turn them over. 100%. I think we're, we're very confident in uh, turning them over next week. Um, obviously, they've got some superstar names in there, so hopefully we can make sure they uh, they don't do much and we can hopefully get another win. Cheers. Big thanks. Talk to us in the Devil in Detail. That was Darrell Alfred, Paul and uh, Josh Jones talking to me after the game and both players, you know, we're very happy about the performance and looking forward to more. Yeah, you got Darrell's name wrong, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult one, that, though. What did you call him? Uh, I think he just said Darrell. It's Dar- I think it's Darrell. He said it's Darrell. Yeah, I got it wrong. Darrell, I, I mean, he's, he's a, yeah, I, I thought it was Darrell. He told me and then I thought, oh, did I say it right? <laughs> so... Uh, just avoid him if you, I'll let you in <laughs> but no I thought he played well uh, I thought uh, against Huddersfield he made a couple of mistakes didn't he and I know he was feeling a bit of pressure and obviously Jake Bibby's waiting in the wings there and you know for, for, for you know to replace him if uh, if what drops him or whatever and, but I thought he stood up really well against against London and you know I had a really really solid game for us and another guy I thought played well was Chris Wellham I thought he was superb in defence and you know, going forward, well, he looked really solid, looks really sharp as well, Chris. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of him anyway, but he looks in great condition this season, and uh, it was good to see him. Greg Burke was another guy who I thought had a good game and deserves a good mention because I was uh, speaking to someone the other day about him when he was at Witness, and we were saying, oh, he, he tended to play prop there for them, but he sort of did really well at loose forward. I thought on on, on Sunday when Matt Flanagan went off, he you couldn't really tell the difference between him because he was he was ball playing really well. So um, I think we've, 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 we've unearthed a bit of a gem there in Greg. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, we've got Colin Reynolds, great D, Salford. His man of the match was Olferts. Uh Mark got the job done. Um, his man of the match was Lussick. Chris and Janet Shenton wins a win. Uh, their man of the match was Dudson. I thought uh, Gil Dudson was amazing, uh, Parky, on, on, Sat- uh, on Sunday. Um, like you said, when he came into the side, wondering how he was going to fit in, but he's been a, a rock uh, since the start of the season, yeah, he has. He, he looks like the kind of player that just needs a bit of confidence and uh, you know sort of belief behind him, uh, which maybe he didn't get a witness. Um, and like Paul said about uh, Greg Burke, another one who he did play really well. Actually, he, he kind of reminded me we were having a conversation in the stands about him. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, I mean, he's a big lad and he uh, Gill, and he can you know he'll do some damage. And he is mobile, um, so yeah, he's he, a great acquisition really. And, uh, if he stays fit with with uh, with Moose up front, you know we've got some real firepower in, in this new kind of I, I don't know this style of game where I, I think big big forwards are going to probably die out a little bit now. You need re, you know real mobile pack and those two and, and let's say Greg who, who could play anywhere in the pack you would you would think now. Um, yeah, they, they, they're making a real impact. Yeah, talking about Lee Moss, uh, Paul Simbinder out of the depth. Obviously, the player that sort of plays on the very edge and. Not been. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a silly one, really. He took a bit of a swing. I think he was provoked, though. I think the mm. London man had a go at him. He, he sort of was six or one half of the dozen of the other, really. So I don't know why, why he just got Simbin on his own. To be honest, I think it was just worth a penalty that and, and get on with it. I think it's a bit pedantic from the referee. But no, he's captain. Lee Mossop and you know you've got to lead by example sometimes haven't you you know just cut silly things like that on your game but just while you were talking about the pack there you just reminded me um, we've got another forward to come in as well haven't we it's going to be a brand new player for us in Adam Walker so I think he's going to uh, bolster the side up as well so uh, that's going to be a good addition when uh, his band comes up and we're going to have another player there to choose from Yeah obviously the forward pack is, is pretty big 
Um, let's carry on with these three-word match reports. Martin, very good result. His man of the match was well and Ricky P from Sale. Uh, Nupoach, London. His man of the match was Olferts. Colin, Wil Colin Wilson, uh, great defensive display. His man of the match was Josh Jones. Uh, Parker, you said solid but not spectacular. Uh, and yet also commented on a man of the match from about three years ago. Is that right? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where that came from. I don't know what went on with my Twitter. Uh, <laughs> straight away, I was corrected, I think, by uh, Adam, one of the yeah. lads, and he, he, he pointed out and thought, I've never posted that. I haven't got a clue what it was. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I might want to say solid and not spectacular. I, I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not being harsh. It was just a case of get the job done. It's one of them, I said last week, it's a big stepping stone to the Leeds game now, you know, and that's, we just needed to get that job, go through a few more, not use it as a practice run, that's, that's wrong, but, you know, sort of, Fine edges off things, and, and and you know it it was a great run out for us that, and it's it's done a real job for us and stands us in good stead for this week. Plus, also shows the consistency of Josh Jones because he was man of the match in both. Oh. Yeah, I think Josh has been excellent, uh, Rob. The last couple of weeks, he, he was really good against us, real really solid. He takes a lot of stopping as well, doesn't he? he tracks defenders and you know sucks teams in, and then you, that gives you the, the space out wide when the ball goes out wide. So. He's a real handful, Josh Jones, in, in the centre or in the second row. Very, very, very useful player. Yeah. Uh, Mike Woodbridge, uh, top try-line defence. His man of the match was Jones. Chris Brogues, Finney applause works. His man of the match was Josh Jones. Roy Ellaby, ground out victory. His man of the match was Lee Mossop uh, and Harvey Reid, great in defence. Uh, and he gave Wellham, Jones, Olfert, Jackson, uh, all man of the matches. So we can only pick one Harvey, to be fair. Uh, so we'll give it Wellham. Um, but yeah, I think I think they were very very good on on on, on Sunday. Kind of a, a game that we kind of usually uh, slip up slip up at Parker, uh, but this time we came through, which is good good sign. Yeah, very much so. And it's it's this consistency thing of performance and not being brilliant one week and you know less than average the next. Um, I think that like we've mentioned a few times now about the forwards that they're really setting a platform, and I, I think our back line. And it was good to see Junior play actually because obviously we, we we thought he was going to be, you know, he's going to be missing. Um, but our backline can do a lot of damage if if given space, and, and our forwards have got to get on top. And they really have done in the last two games. They've been superb. And if we can stay this consistent, you know, hopefully not pick up injuries, we we could do some, you know, we could do some damage this year. And I think a few teams are probably looking at us now, thinking these are, you know, this is this isn't a joke. These, you know, it's not between us and London who finishes bottom, we could certainly challenge the top you know, five, six, seven teams in that league keep doing what we're doing Yeah, and the man in charge of all that, Ian Watson uh, spoke to you Paul after the game and this is what he had to say Coach's Corner Right, delighted to say Ian Watson joins me. Two from two, Ian. Yep. What was the most pleasing thing about today? The nil? Yeah, the defence. Yeah, the zero at the end of it. We, we, we knew they were a doggy team, London. Um, and we knew they'd try and grind us down. The one thing we didn't want to be is get frustrated in that and not get caught up in what was happening. Because I thought London defended really well in the first half. I just thought we saw signs at the back end of the first half that they started to fatigue a little bit. And then we started to get a bit of success on them as well. But I think credit to them how they'd set about the game. But I think big credit goes to our players. We've faced a lot this week. They've had a bit of a flu bug going through the camp as well. So the fact that they've been able to come here... Uh, be resilient as what they were for the 80 minutes is a massive plus for us as a team. We were impressed with London because we, we yeah. seem to have an awful lot of ball on there in, in, in sort of the first 20 minutes or so and they defended really well. Do you, do you think yeah. you found it difficult to break them down at times? Yeah, but we were, we were a bit scrappy. Once we kind of got to the right places and played the right plays, we, we opened them up. Um, but I think that's more credit to London. They were very dogged. They kind of try and grind you down as a team, really. And they hang in the contest and that's where some teams underestimate. And we've done it in the past. Uh, the last two times we played them, but that was where today we needed to see whether we were a better team than what we were last year and a couple of years ago when we were playing teams like this. Jackson Hastings seems to have found the, the kicking boots. I mean, yep. I know Ed Chamberlain's our first choice, but yep. it was good to but, see Jackson get four out of five today. Yeah, well, Jackal's one of our main kickers. Jackal just wasn't kicking early in the season because he had a little bit of a quad um, issue, so he said to me yesterday that he felt good, um, so he added a little bit of extra work on it. Did a couple of shots in training and then said obviously he'll have a few in the warm-up and see how it goes from there. Because the one thing we don't want to need, well we don't need to do is put extra pressure on Jacko at early stage of the season. So that's why the other guys were kicking as 
as early as what they were. I was trying to wrap my brains to find out when the last time we was that we nil somebody in the top flight, and I'm not too sure when it was to be honest. I've not brought my score, but we missed today. But I know we beat London five two, I think, in 2007. But to, to nil a team in Super League, that, like I said before, that must be the most heartening thing because 14 points last week and in a good defensive display last week, and the same again this week must yep. really please you. Yeah, that's it. Look, we spoke about defence. Defence wins your competitions eventually. If you look at kind of history shows that, if you look at Wigan the other year, they had the worst attack in the competition, but the defence was the best, and ended up winning the grand final. Um, so we, we spoke a lot about what we want to be known as a team, and we want to be known that we, we can defend and we can defend well. I thought our kind of boss of our D-line is Niall. Um, he's the boss of our D. Um, and I thought he led the way today. He was very good defensively. Um, I think they Eddie Batty on him a couple of times near the line, and he kind of held him up. And then other players come in, Rob Louie come flying in. I thought Rob Louie was great as well today for the... Like I say, he was struggling yesterday, so what he did today was outstanding. Leeds Rhinos next week now, they've lost two from two at the start of the season, yep. but as you mentioned before in your press conference, that Leeds yep. got a lot of money there, haven't they? A big squad yeah. as well, they're, they're going to come good one week, aren't they? Yeah, but like I say, the, the, the money they've got as a group and the squad they've got, they've got a big squad, they've got kind of all the foundations, you kind of look up to a club like that and you'd want to kind of build to be a club like that, wouldn't you, where they kind of have all, all what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the riches. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good word. <laughs> An embarrassment yeah. of riches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do with obviously with the academies and the processes that they kind of go through. This, um, they come to the site of the stadium and all that. That's their own. So, yeah, for us, um, like I say, we go about our business and we'll build the right way, but we're confident that we'll compete with these guys. You must be excited to test yourself against them because to win that yeah. game, that'd be a major scalp, wouldn't it, for us, you know, beating one of the so called big sides. But is it all about momentum now for your team? Yeah, obviously, we've, we've won our first two, which is good. It's a good confidence boost to going into this game against Leeds. The big one will be Leeds next week, are we fair in that? Um, and show our true colours kind of in that game really in a big game environment because they'll be coming here flying they'll have lost two so they'll want to come here with tails up and ready to have a dig so it'll be how, how we approach that game and how we take it to him Good to see Junior Sow in the side today I mean you said to me last week he probably yeah. won't be in so he's recovered yeah. really well from that injury I'll be honest I didn't think he was going to be in to be fair um, I think it worn off about 10 minutes before the end of the game his jab but he's got through the full game whereas last week I just feel like to come off about 15 minutes something like that so obviously we didn't want that happening again so Jake Bibby was ready on standby um, to come in and play if Junior broke down at any point but Junior got through everything he needed to get through through the week so we went with him because we just want that want to build that consistency really. How's the progress of Ed Chamberlain and Josh Wood going? Yeah good um, Josh has had a really big positive news to be fair so Josh is kind of where he's had a bit of a setback he's had some massive news this week which means he might be out on the field a lot quicker than what we expected so he's back in training with us um, not doing all the contact yet just starting to fall back into that um, so he's kind of he's probably dropped from his original time where he might have just made the season or might have been coming back around about now he's probably just a couple of weeks behind that now so we're really confident Ed's really good at the moment looks fine he might be back in contention maybe not next week but the week after so it looks good on that side of things have you managed to avoid the flu bug this no. week no i was going to say you sound yeah. a bit hoarse yeah. in your voice there. yeah i'm just coming through it because <laughs> i know nile i've just seen nile come off there now and yeah. i think nile's that's oh. what you were saying he's been full of it but you yeah. would have told today the, the way he played Mate, like i say you could see at certain points the kind of we just started losing a little bit of energy and we, we put George and them out there to give us more energy but then you can see George's body language he was struggling with it as well there's, there's been a lot of guys who've been off ill um, this week like I said and kind of credit to them really for, for what they've done to go and play in 80 minutes at a Super League level against a team who are going to come and just stick with you and stick with you that takes a lot of resilience that and we've shown that today Back to the top of the table as well. I suppose next week you play the, the game when all the other sides are playing, so you could go two points oh, clear yeah, next yeah. weekend. So, well, again, you listen, Sky. No one's playing next week, are they? <laughs> well, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said today in, in the week to Rob on the podcast, the, the Salford and, and London, yeah. both sides are being written off by the pundits. But I think London showed a lot, of, a lot out there today and last weekend that they're not going to be any pushover this no, season. London will cause a lot of problems, especially at Ermeeling as well, because if you look at them, they're at, they're kind of a high energy team, they play, they play fast, um, they're smaller than most most teams if you like in terms of pack wise but they cover the ground very quickly and they work hard for each other, they'll surprise a few more this year. They certainly seem to have a lot of pace out wide as well, there's a yep. few times where it went out wide and they looked dangerous didn't they? So yeah. I think they were Kim and Dixon goals. looks like he's developed really well, you've got Elliot Keir out there as well who's unbelievably strong for the size of him as well, they cause you problems out there as well, so like I say they're, they're a good team. I hope everybody's feeling better in their training this week and they keep checking the Lem Simpson while yeah, I'll okay. see you next Sunday. Thank you very much. Brilliant, cheers, Bob.
So that was Ian Watson talking to you, Paul, after the game, and he was quite happy with performance. He was. He was. I had a feeling he'd be happy with the defence. You know, he, he prides the, the team on the defence, doesn't he? And as you were saying there, you know, defences uh, win championships, don't they? And I'm not saying for one minute we're going to go on and win the championship, although I'm not saying we won't. But um, th- that's what it's all about, isn't it? If you get your defence right, and I mean, I firmly believe if we can defend as well as we have been doing against Leeds on Sunday, we'll win that game because we, we've got points in us. So, yeah, as long as we can keep defending. And, you know, I think it's the... Um, the attitude in defence for me as well, I mean, it would have been quite easy to, to switch off in that game. You know, 24-0 up against London, it's game over. But the, the pride that the lads had, they didn't want to let London score. And I think they had that pride the week before as well. That game was sewn up away at Huddersfield. But they defended us if their lives depended on it. So uh, that can only stand us in good stead, that, Rob. And it's, it's great to see. Yeah, Parky, a lot of people sort of giving it a big I am, top of the league, top of the league. You know, when, when does it become not a joke? When, when if we continue this run? When do we start believing? Well, I think Sunday's a big, uh, you know, it's going to be a benchmark, isn't it? Um, if we slip up and, you know, Leeds put a number on us, you know, let's not forget they'd be pretty desperate. Um, then, you know, again, it's another step backwards. If we turn Leeds over, you know, we, we talk to all car, I think, the week after, don't we? And that's, that is that is a real, that would be a real crunch game. And there's no reason playing the way we, we are doing. We can't. We can't go and win the next two games. And then it's time to start thinking. You know, I, I was listening to, I don't know if it's a Super League show or, or, or it might have been another podcast somewhere the other day saying, how many points do you think would, you know, keep a team up? And somebody was saying, oh, it'd be, you know, you probably need about eight wins in a season. I thought, well, if we can go the first four games and win them all, you know, we're over halfway. And then, then what? You build from there and the confidence breeds confidence. And I, I think, you know, in... in Another two, two or three weeks' time, we'll we'll actually know where we're at. Um, I mean, like Paul said before, people saying, "Oh, you've not played anyone. You know, played teams that are probably going to finish towards the bottom." We're supposed to finish near the bottom, you know, and we're beating them. So I, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't equate. Um, I just think, yeah, there's no reason why we can't really put a challenge in. I've watched a lot of a lot of the games so far this season, and besides maybe Saints and uh, and Warrington. I haven't seen anybody sparkle. I haven't seen anyone really shine. And so I think. Well, that's that's the secret, isn't it, Paul? To uh, to win the games against teams around you. You can only beat who you're playing against, Rob. Okay, we we couldn't pick who was playing the first two games, and I think that I think a lot of the time there's a bit of jealousy in rugby league, and then a bit of snobbery as well. I spoke to you about that before from other other clubs, and they don't like a lot of supporters don't like change and don't like other teams being at the top. And I'm not, like I said before, I'm not saying for one minute we're going to go on and win the league, but it's, you just take each game as it comes and where you end up, where you end up, don't you? But my philosophy, and my dad's always said this to me: you get two points for beating Leeds, you get two points for beating London, you get two points for beating whoever it's the same two points so you don't get four points for winning at Edinburgh you get the same two points you get for beating whoever so every game is important as the next because you get the same value of points for winning it so we've got four in the in the bag already and you know we've we got top of leads on, on Sunday there's six points so that's a good solid start that to, to a season Rob it really would be so uh, so yeah just keep just keep knocking the games off building confidence is another thing as well you know the more this group of players can, can keep winning games and you know build that you know that gel the players together because they've not played two games in it and a couple of friendly games and it takes takes time doesn't it to get these combinations going and no let's just approach each game as it comes and keep our feet on the ground I think that's the thing don't get too carried away with it yet are you still there Parker I am indeed mate yeah I'd be be out flattered a bit then fluttered a bit then I thought you disappeared (laughs) no you're not getting rid of me that quick (laughs) obviously you know looking at previous history you know our successful seasons have been built on good starts so, like you said, if we can string a few results together early on, you know, how far how far can we go? That's a good question. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the big thing has been, and you know, I mentioned it last week, and I'm sure you guys have spoke about it before the season started. Is you know, our squad is it's not the biggest and probably not the most experienced. You know, outside this, you get our best seventeen out each week. And Paul made a good point uh, earlier about Walker coming in. Yet we don't, you know, we no idea. He could be superb. Um, another great, you know, addition to the club. We don't know if any more will come in. It'd be nice to see, but we've got to get the job done early then, while everybody is fresh and fit, just in case something does happen down the line. I mean, I think was it 29 games this season? You know, there's no breakers. It's, it's sort of the league or anything. You got your 29 games. 
that's a lot, including cup games as well. That's a lot of rugby to play. Um, and staying fresh is, is going to be key for us. But getting points on the board early on, and as you say, it's, how, it's worked for us in the past. Uh, a couple of years back, we had a you know, decent season. Dobbo and Benny Murdoch and people like that. We made the semi-final of the cup. We just ran out of bodies. You know, we, we didn't have enough players most, you know, to, to fill the bench, I don't think, most weeks um, towards the end of the season. But we had enough points to make us finish fourth and then obviously flip down in the playoffs. But that was, you know, by the by. And and that could easily happen. You know, it could happen to anybody. Uh, a lot of teams are getting injuries early on and they'll get their players back. So, yeah, just getting points on the board and then we, we can build the confidence. And I don't know if anyone's ever noticed, but the, the higher up the table you are, it appears the less injured players you get. I don't know what, what that's about, but... Um, I think that's to do with, you know, players' confidence as well. Yeah, I think, Paul, it's about a mindset change in it, obviously, for us. You know, Ian Watson is kind of building this new uh, kind of mindset in the club that, you know, looking forward and moving up the, the league, when before we we kind of never really did that, did we? And he's doing a fantastic job at that. Yeah, he certainly is. Yeah, he certainly is. I think the, the, the mark is going to be when you look at the table after about 10 games, and you, then you're going to see where, where we are because, you know, like, We've all said we've we've seen this before, and we won a couple of games, and then and then fell away. But just going back to what you guys said there before, and then about the, about getting the wins early in the season, we did do this, didn't we? In 2017, what I alluded to as as front holding through everything at those you know the early start of the season, all right, we tailed off, but because we didn't have enough bodies, and if we have to do that again. We have to do that again. You have to cut your cloth accordingly to, to the squad and use the tools that you've got, don't they? So uh, I'm not so sure how Ian's going to approach it. But like I said before, I think it's just you just approach it like every game as it comes and, and just just pick your best 17 each week, don't you? And uh, if your players are playing with confidence and they're playing with a smile on their face, I mean, we've got a couple of leaders in that side as well now. You look at Joey Lussick and Jackson Hastings. The players that have got a lot of self-confidence and a lot of belief, and I think sometimes that rubs off on players who haven't got that much sort of self-belief, and it makes them into better players, doesn't it? And uh, I think we've seen that factor from from Hastings and Lussick since they've come in. Yeah, it's obviously a lot of good players that are involved now, Parky. And you look at this team and looking at teams in the past, you know, this team, you know, there's some class in that, and we could go somewhere. Well, we certainly could. If, we, if again, it's, you know, it's all about you need a bit of luck. Let's be honest. Um, I, I think we, we'd all be uh, needing some kind of counselling if uh, if Jackson, you know, gets injured for long term. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not going to be good. You know, but we have got we have got some really good players and players that will come into that team who haven't even had a game yet. Um, a, a good, you know, we keep our halfbacks fit because I said it last week. They're as good as anything in the Super League. Them too. I, I honestly believe that. I think Jackson Hastings, obviously, as we all know, he's he's he, he is in RL class, and and Rob Louis has proved for what four four seasons now with us just how good he is, and at times has carried us on his own and been the organizer and the playmaker and and everything else. Them two alone, uh, you know, could could do a lot of damage. Night levels, is, he's having a, a wow of a season already, um, and and our forwards, you know, I keep mentioning it, and, and Paul just mentioned there about Joey Lussick. What, a, what an acquisition he's been. Um, we, there is a, a lot of talent in that side. Uh, and there's still some young lads who are, who are learning on the job, really. And uh, yeah. you just don't know how far they're going. The thing is, with these young lads, they've got a lot to prove. You know, we, so, and, and Watson is obviously very keen on that, on bringing that through. And I, I, yeah, I think, you know, we, looking at it now, you know, we're only a couple of games in, but it does look a really good, stable squad. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting, uh, Paul. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next sort of six months and see where we go with it. Certainly, I'm, mate. Yeah, it's, it's always a roller coaster ride, isn't it? But I'm always very cautious, as, as you guys are, I think, as well, and not getting ahead of myself. But, yeah, from what I've seen so far, it is. It's a, it's a good spine. I think that's the thing that's the exciting thing. We've got a really good spine on the side, and our, our first 17 is, I think, you can compete with anybody in, the, in that league. And, Every team gets injuries, don't they? I think it's part and parcel of the of the league and, and and the game, really, isn't it? So it's how you deal with those injuries, and just hopefully, you know, it, they'll they'll you know we'll be fortunate enough just to, to cope and manage and, and work our way around them when they do come. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. That's all our review. Looking back at the win against London. Next up, we're going to look at all the big news coming out of the Salford Devils this week. So, Paul, the big news, the first big news coming out of uh, the Rugby League in general, Super League and the Rugby Football League 
I've partnered with the charity Community Integrated Care Programme to create a Community Integrated Care Learning Disability Super League for young people with uh, disabilities and autism, uh, Paul. You know, I think that's fantastic. Obviously, the club are, are found a member of the uh, of the league and we'll be looking forward to seeing what the boys can get up to then. Yeah, it certainly sounds great, that doesn't it? You know, giving those guys an opportunity to, to play and get involved and whatever. And I'm, I'm just glad that the club are supporting it and it just shows, you know, I was standing in the game at the moment. A lot of good things are happening on and off the pitch at Salford, aren't they? And if we can get involved with, with good things like that, it's uh, that's really good and great to see. Yeah, the founder members at Parkett, Castle of the Tigers, Underfield Giants, Hulkinson Rovers, Leeds, Newcastle Thunder, Us, St. Helens, Wakefield, Warrington, Widnes, Wigan and York. So we've got quite a, quite a lot of teams there, haven't they? There'll be up a few fixtures, won't they? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, what, what a fantastic thing to, to be doing. I mean, it, 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 I, I'm, I'll be the first to have a pop at rugby league, you know, the, and the the authorities and the people that run the game at times. But this is massively forward thinking, and and I'm probably well overdue. But what I, I I'm just so delighted us all for involved. You know, we we have in the past missed the boat on certain things, and you know, this is this is unbelievable. I I didn't know much about it until obviously we were talking earlier on before we we started uh, on air, and I I, I it's, it's fantastic. Where's it been? You know what, what an opportunity this is, and I hope it gets you know well sort of supported and well you know looked after really well. Um, we need to we need to keep advancing and getting more and more inclusive in the sport. We all know how good the game is, and, and everybody deserves their chance. And uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic, and hopefully you know again we can move on from this, and hopefully who knows eventually we could have a female team. And a lot a lot of super league clubs, a lot of rugby league clubs have female teams that we haven't got. You know, and hopefully that's the next step for us. But this this is a great initiative. Yeah, the programme set to launch at the Magic Weekend uh, in Liverpool on the 25th and 26th of May. Uh, obviously, we, people might know that my son's autistic, and you know it's great that you know the club, uh, even the stadium, have a very you know artistic wear, artistic aware. Um, you know, we have like an autism room and and you know a quiet place where you can go and calm down if he needs to, and that's that's what you need, I think, obviously. You know, you need things like that to, to help him, you know, deal with the situation he finds himself in at the match. And, uh, you know, it's great that the stadium and the, and the club both support that kind of thing, Paul. Yes, yeah, certainly is, Rob, certainly is. I mean, if you want to attract people for all sorts of walks of life and whatever and cater for everybody, you, you, you've got to do things like that, haven't you? So, uh, so yeah, it's a, it sounds great to me. That. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, tokens in the programme, Parker. If you collect all the programmes... Uh, for this season uh, you'll find a token in every one of them and then at the end of the season you get a sign ball magic yeah I, I, again it was something else we were speaking about I, I missed out I, I didn't actually see anybody selling them I'm not saying nobody you know, was around selling them I, just, I didn't see anybody doing it uh, but I only really found out about this until after the game anyway so uh, I'll have to pick up a copy uh, uh, brilliant just encouragement to, to buy you know buy a programme you're going to get a bottle well, why not you know I mean I, I've always been a I've got a, a, a huge collection of programmes going back. I don't know. I think the earliest ones from the, the early 30s, you know, ridiculous. One of the rooms in my house is just dedicated to them. So um, I'm not sure everybody's dead keen on me buying them. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. What Another, you know, another little bit of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's something to entice you to buy it. And obviously the sponsors would be happy with that, of course. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to pick one up. Yeah, you love a good programme, don't you, Paul? Uh, and obviously, you know, gives the gives the club an extra bit of income as well if we all go and buy one. Yeah, certainly. I've got a front room full of them, but they're all in like special leather boxes. <laughs> they're like ornamental boxes. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I've got a lot of my dad's programs at mine, and he's, he's turned my bedroom at me, his house into his Salford sort of shrine now, where he keeps all his books and stuff since I've moved out. But, but yeah, well, one thing I saw the other week, guys, I don't know if you've seen it, but I think some clubs now are thinking of not doing programs anymore. They're going to do electronic ones. You're not going to be able to buy like a. Um, an actual programme at the game. I think all Kingston Rovers are doing it, so I've heard. So I hope we don't go down that road because that'd be, that'd, I'd be gutted if that happened because I, I do, I'm old school like you guys, I do like to, to get my programme get and, and take it home with me and read it when I get home and then file them together with all my other programmes. It's just something I've always done. So, uh, yeah, if it's all for the listening, don't go down the digital route, you know, keep printing them because it's the, the way to be. Yeah, I think, didn't Wakefield Park, you do like a newspaper, I think, in, in, in there. 
in their, for their game. It's a bit like you say, I think programs, you've got a decent size, isn't it? That you can put it in your pocket, full of information, full of good stats, full of good interviews. You know, it's, it's a really, really good read. Yeah, there was. We went through a phase, didn't we, of, of programs just being. I don't know. They're all the same. Every club had more or less the same content, and it was the same thing every week. Um, if you keep them interesting, I mean, this this online thing, I don't, I don't quite understand that really. I, I don't know if it's you know lost revenue as well. I would have thought. I don't know unless obviously you'd have to subscribe. But no, I don't. I don't like the idea of that. It's too easy to go. I won't bother. Uh, you see someone selling a program outside the ground, you pick one up. Um, I don't, I don't really get that, but uh, no, I do like, uh, I like having a, a program, and like you say with the stats and that kind of stuff, it's always, uh, it's good, good to keep on top. And then, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why teams do try to change things a little bit. There was a, there was a newspaper thing, was it Wakefield? Yeah, Wakefield. I do, I do recall that. I thought that was a bit odd. Uh, I think the, I think the program as well, guys. To me, a program's always been like you your souvenir of that match and your sort of memory of that match, hasn't it? Because you can pull one out now from, from years ago out of your box or your drawer or everything. It brings back memories of that day, doesn't it? You know, what you did and the match. And if you've not got that, it's, I think that'd be a bit odd that not to have a, not to have a programme. I don't know. It's, it's one thing that you do. It's part of the, part of the, of the match day experience, isn't it? Getting your programme and, and reading it the day after or whatever. So, no, I'd be, I'd be really disappointed if uh, we didn't have programmes anymore. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, going back, you know, not many years now, but when, when the likes of, you know, Jim Arneson and, and Eric Shaw and people like that used to write articles from a, not from maybe a club uh, perspective, you know, more from a fan. I mean, that, that, they, they were really good, you know, interesting and to read other people's opinions. A lot of the time, I suppose a programme can just be, I don't know, propaganda from a club or something like that. Um and I think that would be something that would be great to be, you know, reintroduced if they wanted, or a guest writer for each game or something like that. I think that would be, you know, quite a good good way to go. And, uh, you know, if you know somebody who's who's written something, you, you're probably more likely to buy one anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really good uh, programme, Parky, and, you know, I'm you know, all for, for getting one. And at the end of the day, if you buy them all, you get a ball at the end. You know, everyone wins, don't they? Fantastic. So, next bit of news. Um, supporters trust buses to Leeds. Um, Paul, not got the details at the moment. I think it's too early in the week to, to organise it just yet. But um, if you keep your eyes open on the Supporters Trust bus uh, website, uh, they'll be uh, obviously getting that out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the times will be similar to last week. Well, it's three o'clock kickoff on the Sunday again, so I would have thought it'd be they'd be similar. But they'll be out there, won't they, on the Supporters Trust Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we'll share them won't we, on our page when we yeah. find the details out. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Obviously, Parker. You know, you get the chance to, to get to the ground uh, on the buses. You know, you can have a couple of pints. And you have to worry about, you know, joining a big queue to get out of the stadium, even though it's not as long as people make it out to be. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, for me, see, the, the prog- problem's getting in. The uh, problem's getting in the stadium sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, we, we mentioned it last week, didn't we? It's a, it's a great thing. And the people organising need a big pat on the back. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to try and keep this, the times fairly standard, aren't they, for the Sunday games and, I think they've already sort of made a list of the the times for the Friday night games as well. So uh, again, it gives you a routine, I suppose. You know, if you if, you know if you're at that departure point by that time, the bus is going from there. Uh, but yeah, just I hope more and more people use it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna grow our uh, sort of attendances. Uh, Paul, uh, London's attendance was it three and a half, three thousand four hundred on Sunday? That shows you know all the effort they've put in. Uh, you get rewarded for big efforts like that. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, if you think back to last season, there was quite a lot of crowd season where we were around two. We couldn't put go over the three thousand mark. It was like two thousand three hundred or whatever in the two thousand. So I think three thousand against London was uh, was a really good effort to be honest. Very encouraging, and I think uh, the way we have to look at it now is just try and increase week on week. I mean, not even massive increases. Say we could aim for four thousand against Leeds or five thousand against Leeds, whatever. And the week after, just add another hundred on if you can. And I think that's the way to go. Just small steps, isn't it? Now and um, the supporters trust and the buses and things like that is just giving people that chance to be make it a bit easier to get there. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. No, not like we're not saying we're going to get ten thousand next week, but just. You know, just take our time and build slowly, and I think it'll all come together. Yeah, all the sort of the media work, uh, parking that they're doing, you know, getting our sort of product placement out there and outside the bubble. It's important, I think, that you know, this is the standard we expect to be as to be a rugby league club. 
a professional rugby league club in the city. So, you know, continue on the, the path you're on now. And I'm, I'm sure our attendance will grow throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, you know, again, another thing we mentioned last week was, you know, the fact of, of fans talking to, to other people about it. And uh, I, I mean, I, I thought there was more there on, on Sunday. I'll be honest, more than was announced. Obviously, there clearly wasn't. I mean, you know, I didn't go around and count everyone individually. So it's very difficult to say. I just thought there was, you know, a bigger crowd than I expected. Um, and, and obviously this week, hopefully Leeds will bring more than they took to Wigan. You never know. Because uh, that didn't look didn't look fantastic, but uh, we you know like say we aim for you know four and a half to five this week, and then it's all you know it's all about winning. Let's be honest, it, you know if we get a drubbing on Sunday, people are just going to go oh it's Salford, it, you know it's the same thing. We beat Leeds, that's that's their headlines. I don't care who you are, you're beating Leeds and uh, three wins on the bounce, people are getting confident. The crowds only increase. People, the interest's there. Uh, it just needs that that you know. We've tried everything in the last 40 years, except for, for a bit of success, I think. That's the only thing we've lacked uh, on getting people in. And some, some schemes have worked, some haven't. But we keep winning. There's, there's no reason why our crowds won't. You know, I think what was our average last year? It ended up being around 3,000 or something ridiculous like that. We can average four and a half, five this year. It's massive progress. Yeah, it's indeed, Parky. And you know, that's what we want, Paul. We just want to see progress. And, you know, you certainly, certainly raised the bar. Uh, with the the marketing and, and the uh, social media and, and everything in the off-season. I just think it's just a matter of keeping the ball rolling. Um, obviously, the first few games of the season kind of sell themselves. It's the what it's the ones down the line you've got to look out for. But I'm sure Adam and the boys down there and the girls down there, you're going to be working hard throughout the season and we'll see more of the same. Definitely, mate. But at the, the end of the day, people will turn up and see it. You want to see success, don't you? Ultimately, you'll always get your, your diehards who are going to go week in, week out. But if you want to grow crowds, like Parky said, you, you've got to, you can't be letting people down, can you? Because how many times have we been let down before and we've been promised this and promised that and then we've got hammered the week after and, you know, we don't want that to happen on Sunday now. You you might get a bit of interest there on Sunday. So what we don't want to do is fold up like a pack of cards and get a beat for 50 points because that has happened countless times in the past. So we've got to keep going now and, uh, and, and keep building the momentum. Yeah, other bits of news. It's half term uh, this week, and the Salford Devils Foundation are running a multi sport Energize the Day camp. Going to be held at Earlham and Canizet College High School from Monday the 18th of Feb to the 20th of Feb. Uh, Paul, you know what's great? Obviously, half term, kids need to burn off a bit of energy, uh, and the uh, foundation have that um, availability. Yeah, they certainly do need to build, burn off a bit of energy. My two and a half term next week, and I think I've got a couple of days off for them, so uh, I'll be burning plenty of energy off of them because otherwise they drive you daft, don't they? But yeah, that's great. You get kids involved in that half term time as well. So, uh, so yeah, I might have a look into that myself, Rob, actually. Yeah, if you're interested, uh, contact joanne.shepherd at salfordevils.net uh, and she'll give you all the details. Um, so that's all the news coming out of Salford Devil this week. Next up on at the Devil of Detail, we're going to be listening to Paul Whiteside and his amateur report for this week. Right, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. It's getting a bit busy now as the uh, amateur season draws ever closer. There's quite a few matches to report. And we'll start off with the Bala National Cup this week. That got underway on Saturday the 9th of February, round one. Waterhead Warriors 18, Oral St. James 14, Lambworth Lions 6, Hunslet Club Parkside 66, Kingsley Hotel Raiders 4, Walney Central 52, Wigan St. Cuthbert's 22, Fatto Heath Crusaders 28. The fixtures for Saturday the 16th of February, these are round one fixtures as well, is Kells against Bentley, Glass and Rangers against Drillington, Oldham St. Anne's against Ovenden and Aspatria Hornets against West Hull. The draw for the second round has already been made and this is as follows. It's Might and Warriors versus Queensbury. Aspatria Hornets or West Hull will play Eastern Rhinos. Waterhead Warriors will play Thatto Heath Crusaders. Glass and Rangers or Drillington will play Skurlar. Walney Central are at home to Oldham St. Anne's or Ovenden. Siddle play Blackbrook. West Bank Bears are at home to Hunslet Club Parkside and Upton are at home to Kells, A or Bentley. 
Well, in Student Rugby League, last Wednesday, it was the Northern Conference Cup. Manchester beat Huddersfield by 62 points to 10 in that competition to progress through to the third round. In College Rugby League, as we said last week, Salford Red Devils Rising Stars won their knockout cup game against a Welsh side, I think they are, Colleg Y. Simoid. They beat them 34 points to 26. I apologise if I've got that name wrong, but great win for the Salford Red Devils Rising Stars. The fixtures for this Wednesday, the 13th of February, in the Northern 1A of the University. Edge Hill against Manchester Met and Leeds Beckett A against Salford in college rugby leagues one fixture this week and that is between Huddersfield and Hopwood Hall that's in college rugby league A OC Cup. Moving on to the Youth and Junior Leagues, there's a couple of results in the Youth and Junior Leagues now, the National Cup, Youth Cups have been played, it was the under-16s the weekend just gone, Crossfields nil, Saddleworth Rangers 64, and the under-14s, Wathbrow Hornets nil, Saddleworth Rangers 54, so two big wins there for the young Saddleworth Rangers teams. Well, before we move on to the Challenge Cup, I've got all the results from round two this weekend and the draw has just been made for the third round. There's been a bit of a mix-up with the draw, I believe, as well. Balls six and nine got mixed up, so I've got the revised draw for you. I'll give you that shortly. But before that, some uh, some local news involving one of our local sides, Folly Lane. They're looking for new players in the current year six uh, school. Folly Lane are looking for the year six children to join their established team. We welcome children of any ability to come and give training a try. Uh, where's it at? It's at St Ambrose Barlow, Manchester Road, entrance near the Morning Star pub, and it's on Thursday evenings at 7pm. All coaches are National 2 qualified and DBS checked. You can find out more, you can contact Daryl Fairhurst, and his phone number is 078 502 68614, or you can email him, it's all lowercase this, at djfairhurst at hotmail.com. They've also got a Facebook and a Twitter, it's www.facebook.com forward slash follow lane. A-R-L-F-C and they're on Twitter at Folly Lane A-R-L-F-C so if you can get involved in that with Folly uh, give them a shout give Daryl a shout on his on his number there we've put it on the Facebook page for you as well it's on various sites on uh, on Facebook we'll stick it up on our Facebook page just so you can uh, you can find it out on there that's great well, finally this week, we'll turn our attentions to the Coral Challenge Cup. It's that time of year again now. The, the bigger sides are starting to come in in round three. The, the League One team's coming in round three. But these are the results from Saturday and Sunday in round two. Distington 14, the Royal Air Force 6. Drillington 16, Wigan St. Jude 20. East Leeds 16, Jewsbury Moor Maroons 20. Milford 22, Lot Lane 28. Millham Nil, Siddle 26. Normanton Knights 22, Haydock 32. Ovenden 18, West Bowling 38. Thatto Heath Crusaders 36, Lee Minor Rangers 6. Thornhill Trojans 20, Rochdale Mayfield 30. Underbank Rangers 26, Featherstone Lions 30. Wathbrow Hornets 8, York Acorn 9. Westall 36, Bentley nil. And there was one game on Sunday, it was Wigan St. Patrick's 28. The Great Britain Police 20. So here is the draw for the third round of the Cup. As I said before, uh, it was a mix-up between ball six and nine, so they've redone a revised draw now. So this is the correct draw. It's Keith Cougars against Distington, Oldham against Haydock, Thatto Heath Crusaders are at home to Rochdale Mayfield, Wigan St. Jude's play Lot Lane, Newcastle Thunder play West Wales Raiders, London Scholars play North Wales Crusaders, Hunslet at home to West Bowling, Workington Town play Siddle, York Acorn against Featherstone Lions, West Hull entertain Dewsbury Moor, Doncaster play Coventry Bears, and finally Whitehaven play Wigan St. Pat's. These ties are going to be played on the weekend of the 9th and 10th of March. So really exciting stuff there in the Challenge Cup. That's all I've got for you this week on the Amateur Report. I shall see you on Sunday for Salford against Leeds at the AJ Bell. So that was Paul's Amateur Report. And next up, we're going to be talking about the big game against Leeds Rhinos on Sunday, ne- on Sunday afternoon. 24 hours a day. Radio Contact. It's time for the Devil of the Deep So, so for the Devils, take on Leeds Rhinos. On Sunday, Parker, massive game for Salford. Obviously, coming into it, two from two. You know, people are going to be confident going into that game now. Oh, very much so. Uh, on the back of that, leads a, a, a two from two as well, but in the negative. Um, so, they'll be a very desperate and, and uh, fired up team. And, 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 you know, obviously, like I say, confidence breeds confidence for us. And, and we're at home. We, we 
this this I said before, this is going to make a, a big statement for us if we can go and go and turn them over because they'll be they'll be well up for this. Um, sorry, just to go back on the crowd, we will be one down this week. By the way, um, sorry about that, but um, yeah, uh, needs must. Um, so yeah, but going back to the game. I, it will be a good game. I'm, I'm, I'm actually gutted I'm missing it because it, it, I think he's going to be one of those one of those occasions. I've got a real sneaky feeling for us. I just think we've got that momentum behind us, and like we've mentioned before, the spine of the team, the way they're playing, the the structure of the team defensively. I watched Leeds the other night against Wigan, and barring a few moments here and there, they, they didn't. They just didn't seem to mix and match very well. Myler's kicking was obviously off, and he. But then him and uh, uh, his new standoff colleague, you know, they, they didn't seem to mix. They, they kept going to uh, Conrad Hurrell in the centre because he's a big man, you know, sort of in the in the junior Salmo, but he's, he's, he's a monster, this guy. But they're trying to make him do all the work. They were tiring him out. I, 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 the forwards didn't look like they had too much impact. And then as it got to like the last 20 minutes, I think there was a lot of bickering between them. I, I think if we get amongst them early, you know, we, we, could, we could do a good number on them. Yeah, Paul, you didn't have much luck, did you, breaking out Richard Lowe from his family holiday in Wales? How are you fixed for Parker this week? Um, it sounds a tricky one with, with Parker, doesn't it? I, I don't know about that one. It's going to be it's going to be a difficult one. If I was in my public one, is uh, is holiday because you know with our record against Leeds, it's uh, I don't know. I, I keep seeing people say on on Facebook and they're oh, going to wipe the floor with Leeds, and I just keep looking at the record. You know, twenty one. Well, 21 Super League games, and we've won two and lost 19. And you just look at the the, the games throughout the history, the cup ties we've had against them, and even when we had a great side in the 70s, they seem to beat us every time, didn't they? So I don't know. I'm just hoping that they, sometimes it, these things have got to change, haven't they? And these cycles have got to run the course, haven't we? And perhaps now it's our time now to for us to build a big winning run against them. Hopefully, uh, it's one of those games. Like I said to you at the top of the show. When the fixtures come out, Leeds is a game you look out for, isn't it? It's an exciting game. It's a big test. And I remember Parky came on a show a couple of years ago and he said something about Leeds and it's always stuck in my mind. I think it was about going to Headingley, but he, he said it's like um, taking an exam. I did, uh, yeah. And, and I remember him saying it. It stuck with me. And it's like, I think I always feel like that when we play Leeds because it's it's a big occasion, isn't it? You play a big name and, and players sometimes, I think... I don't know. Do they do they worry a bit about the about the name of the team? And I'm just thinking now, with with like Hastings in the side, he doesn't seem to give a toss about reputations. And I know he did the fans uh, for him a few weeks ago. He doesn't care. He plays for Salford now, and, and I think that's the right attitude to so have. No fear. You know, we're Salford. We're going to go out and do the business on you. Now, I really hope we can we can go and do the business on on Sunday and, and make our supporters proud. Question is, Parker. One, how good is it when people start quoting quotes back to you that you've made? <laughs> Two. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think that's more like us fans kind of looking at Leeds and thinking, oh, we won't get anything there? Because these players, they play for different clubs. I'm sure they've gone to Leeds and won before playing at any level. I'm sure they're not getting tied up and getting nervous about going to Leeds and getting a result. Yeah, well, firstly, having quotes sent back to me is usually, uh, it's usually quite a negative thing. Uh, people <laughs> shoving it down my throat. Uh, no, so thanks, thanks for that, Paul. Very kind of you. Um, got a better memory than I have. Uh, as as for Leeds, I mean, I, th- these players, most of these players, are new to us. You know, how many of these players played for Salford against Leeds? Not an awful lot of them. Let's be honest. I don't think it bothers players. History, they they don't. Very very few, unless you're a local lad and it's your club, or something, would know the history behind behind us and Leeds and and generally wouldn't care because it's just another opponent that they've got to get on top of and like Paul said about Jackson Hastings reputation top if he was that bothered about big names he wouldn't be playing for Salford now at the end of last season he could have gone I don't know probably I know Wigan were obviously one club I think Leeds probably would have shown an interest if he was willing to go and obviously any of the whole clubs or anything like that he's he's not bothered about that you know and I don't think any of the other players are like say some of them are Played in you know in big games, you know Chris Willem played at Wembley and people. I don't think they read too much into it. Maybe the name Leeds and Wigan and things like that. When especially if you're an Australian, you come over and you're like, you know, these are the these are the teams we all know about. And if if you're from them them towns or whatever, it might mean something. But I don't think anybody really cares. I think it is the fans mainly, um, and um, you know, especially Statos like like us who. Who basically know the history between the two teams and how very few times we've got on top of them. But um, 
No, I don't think the players are that bothered. And I think they'll just see, they'll be listening to Watto and watching the videos this week and targeting players and seeing what they do wrong and what they do well. And and when, he, when they come out on Sunday, the last thing on their mind is that, you know, we've only beaten twice in Super League. Yeah, well, last season, uh, Paul, we, we played absolutely out of our skin, didn't we? Jackson Easton's first game took them apart. Yeah, we certainly did. I'm hoping we're going to get something like that on, on Sunday, Rob. I think it's, like I said to you before, we if we've got that no-fear attitude, I don't see anything in that lead side, really, to, to be worried about. I mean, well, they've got some good players, Rob, haven't they? They've got some good outside backs. They've got some pace. I'm not so sure about the half-backs. I think... I think that's where they're struggling at the moment. I think the rest of the side, yeah, there's some good players, there's some good talent there, but I think the halfbacks are what gel it all together. And to me, to me Myler has not really hit his straps since he's gone there. And the new lad, this tour, Lola here, they've got the two games I've seen him on the, the telly. I mean, let's have it right, Leeds have played, this will be Leeds' third away game. Don't forget, they've played Warrington away, Wigan away, and now, now they're playing us away. So they're having it tough at the moment because they think their ground's being done, aren't they? So they're playing all away games at the moment. So, um, but I don't see anything to, to be frightened of. I think our packs are as good as theirs as well, and we've got strike players who can cause them problems. And just listen to what Parky said. There, I feel they're confident now. I think I think we're going to wipe the floor with Leeds on uh, on Sunday. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think we've got anything to fear on, on Sunday, not at all. Yeah, I think the halfbacks might be the difference, Parky. I'm not a massive follower of Australian rugby league. It's low lower layer, and is he is he from Australia? Is he any good? Yeah, he was. I think he was at West, wasn't he, for a while? Um, yeah, he, I mean, he is, he is a talent. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, he, he's quite a big sort of signing for for Leeds in in that way. But I mean, I, I've never been overly convinced by Richie Myler. Watch him have an absolute blinder now. Um, <laughs> overall, I just don't think he controls the game. I think as an individual, he reminds me a lot of a, maybe a, a Sean Edwards who benefited so much of having an Andy Gregory with him. Do you know what I mean? He was an individual in that way. He was always going to score tries. He had a bit of pace off the mark, a little bit of trickery. But if you want him to run your game plan, I'm not sure he can. Not in the way that Jackson Hastings can. Um, and that you're right there with the halfbacks. It is the key. They've got they have got a few good players and a lot of experience in that team that will they'll, they'll be able to maybe maybe you know dive, delve into a little bit. But and out wide, yeah, they've got some strike players, uh, Briscoe, haven't they? And, and obviously, uh, Comrade Hurrell's there now, and uh, they, they've got some pace. But if we can contain them uh, in, in the middle, and like you say, our pack is, 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 is really good at the moment. I think uh, I think the likes of Rob Lewis, who's, who's maybe not been, you know, not been firing as he as such. I mean, he's not really took the limelight like he normally does. It only takes him to have, you know, even an 80% quality game that he can have. And with Jackson with him, we... Yeah, I don't see why we can't turn them over. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting uh, come Sunday. Uh, Paul, give us your score prediction. Oh, give us a weather first, then give us a score. It's going to be nice, Rob, isn't it? I've, I've looked on it today. It's going to be nice for the next couple of days, isn't it? I think you're looking at 12, 13 degrees. So it's, it's gone warmer, hasn't it, compared to what it was a few weeks ago. So, uh, so yeah, that, all the, 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 the ingredients are in place to, to get a good crowd and a really good atmosphere, aren't they, on, on Sunday, on a dry, sunny day. Uh, I've gone for I've got two scores wrote down here. I've got twenty eight eighteen on the back of my League Express, but I've changed my mind. I did my predictions on what's it before and I went twenty seven twenty. we're gonna drop a goal later on, win by seven. Twenty seven twenty, Paul. Right, Park, you leave your big coat at home, it's gonna be sunny and warm. Uh, uh not so much where I'm going, I don't think. Oh, uh, yeah. If the club can fly me back, I'll uh, I'll happily come to the game. Just keep warm. Sport, strangely enough, the last two games we've played have been absolutely freezing and we've won them both. So yeah. maybe we don't want the warm weather to come. I don't know. Maybe we're a cold weather team back to the old days. Um, as for the score prediction, a very tough one. As, you know, as confident as I've sounded, it, it's still going to be fairly close. Um, I've got I've got us winning. Uh, I've gone with a, a 22-14 win. 22-14 park, yeah? Well, my, my predictions are getting better, I think. So, I'm going to go... You've both gone into the 20s. I'm going to go Salford, 36, Leeds, 10. Mm. I think Jackson Hastings is going to run the show on a, on Sunday with a bit of help from Rob Lewis. And uh, we'll come away victorious, 36 points to 10. I don't, I don't think I was far off last week, was I? In my prediction, I don't think I was, I was a mile off. No, no, you weren't, Parker, to be fair. Well, didn't want to mention that, but now you have. You weren't too far off. 
Have you not wrote them down, Rob? No. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you was keeping track of them all. I am. Nando's. I've got it on me. I've got it on me. That's all. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything's under control. Everything's under control. So, happy days. Great show, Paul. Enjoyed this one. Yeah, really enjoy it. I'm really excited for uh, for Sunday, and um, no, I feel a bit more confident now. Speaking to you, so I've been thinking about it today, and I was reading my old, uh, you know, the Yellow Bible. I was having a look at that and all mm-hmm. games against Leeds and getting myself all worried. But no, I'm really confident now. I'm really confident. Look, looking forward to it though. Cause it's going to be an exciting day. So yeah, let's hope we can if we can turn them over because I think we deserve it. Yeah, big that's coming on again. Parking if you need breaking out, just send up a flare and Paul will come running. <laughs> yeah cheers yeah I hope everybody enjoys it and uh, we you know we, we obviously get the two points that we we desperately uh, love for this weekend and uh, uh, I'll, I'll probably just cry for an hour and a half but yeah no it's been brilliant thanks for having me on again lads it's weddings I break people out of Rob is that what it is <laughs> not holidays big <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us on this week's Sir Devil in the Detail I've been Rob Parkson you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at the ITD, SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, and the Soul for Red Devil Support Trust website. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.